Do Dracon beams have recoil? I don't think so. They're because just imagine, lasers. imagine trying to shoot like a rocket launcher on skates. <laughs> <laughs> you had to scale That's the only way to travel. Waiting for a break in the rain. Waiting for the moment to change your lane. I came home from the wasteland. Heroic and triumphant like a comic book girl. Created out of nothing like a comic book girl. Hey! Okay, everybody, how's it going? Um, I'm I'm good. I don't know what that was or who that was. That was but... me. That was me stretching. I rotated oh, that was my you chair stretching? and stretched oh. against the wall, and I I, I went. Okay, how we going? Just incorporating it into my normal speech. Um, well, welcome, welcome, hello, hi. I'm Parker Renevere. I use she, her, and I had a latte for the first time three days ago. <laughs> how has it been? You know, prior to this point in my life, I have only had black coffee, just like with nothing in it, but. There's a place near here that does a latte with rosemary syrup and, like, smoked Ooh. salt on the top, and oh my Ooh. god. That sounds amazing. It was astonishing. What was it like living for the first time? Who are you, Cassandra? Yeah, who are you? I'm tired. Hi, tired. Oh, I'm Parker. tired. And hangry. What um, are your pronouns, tired and hangry? She, her. <laughs> Now, do tired and hangry use the same set of pronouns, or do you each do you each have a separate thing? Or no, tired and hangry is my full name. My middle initial is N, so it's tired and hangry. Gotcha. Tired and hangry. <laughs> and then, who who's this? Who who's who are who's generating these dulcet tones that we're hearing? This third unnamed voice. I only oh, generate. I'm the dulcet tones. <laughs> You're the dulcet uh, tired singing. and hangry. You've already spoken, and it's time no. to let other people in the class sort of acknowledge <laughs> that they're they're here uh, and that they're contributing. How Thank you. Dare you? I am Ersorin, and this week I am back from the dead with a vengeance. Nice, That's sexy. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Thanks. My vengeance fuels my otherwise lifeless form to commit acts of terror and other Very things. Sexy. Vengeance isn't actually uh, an emotionally worthwhile pursuit when you're alive, but when you're a ghost, it's great. It's definitely a worthwhile emotional pursuit when you're alive. Are you kidding me? Well, okay, <laughs> Tired and Hangry and I might have different different sort of takes on this whole thing, but... I feel like Tired and Hangry's opinions on vengeance... All right, stop calling me Tired <laughs> and Hangry! You can go back to calling me Cassandra now. Okay, okay. Is your middle initial still N? Yeah, it stands for now. No, my middle initial is A, actually. Cassandra now. Cassandra. I don't have a middle name, actually. Hmm, you should get one. <laughs> I know, I have fewer syllables in my name than most people. Yeah, you do. Keep it short and snappy and sweet. Well, yeah, because like there you. are like, you know, many billions of people in the world and you only have three syllables. So that's three. That's a lot less than <laughs> I did. I meant individually, not put together. <laughs> <laughs> there is that one person in the world who has more syllables in their name than everyone else put together. 
Wait, oh that's God, there, that's true. There must that's be true. out there. There's got to be somebody out there. Who are they? What are the most <laughs> syllables that a human being can have in their name thus far? <laughs> Albus Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore. No, it's uh, no. it's the artist formerly known as Fiona Apple who ended up changing her name to like, like a paragraph the length of the Gettysburg Address, right? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she's dead, so, like, who's the currently living person who has the long... Shut up, Fiona story? Apple will never die. <laughs> so, this week we read Animorphs Volume 25. The Extreme! Oh my god! <laughs> I did that try to... scared me so much! <laughs> I thought... I thought you were, like, getting shot or something! Um, okay. This one's narrated Death. by Marco. Uh, he's turning into a polar bear on the cover. The The left leg of his pants has been, like, blurred out over his shin. It's like they've sort of, like, taken a Photoshop brush to his shin and just smeared it on the digital <laughs> cover. Does anybody else? I mean, there, so you probably have the paper copy so you don't see this. They did smear his shin in post, and I'm not 100% sure why. Maybe there was, like, a brand logo there or something. They smeared his shin. <laughs> He, he he got himself he he did a bad thing and he got himself a shin smearing shin smearing we're like this close to swearing he's uh <laughs> he's clad himself in clothes for a man 20 years his senior um <laughs> and probably also a, a casual weightlifter maybe like a lumberjack or something like that <laughs> I feel like his hair started to grow back a little bit. His hair started to grow back a little bit, which is good. I am very proud of my synopsis this week because it's 151 words long. I'm pretty sure. Wow, okay. I didn't read it. Tell me what I missed. Blink and you'll miss it. This synopsis. Volume 25 begins with Marco totally flubbing a date before receiving some of that sweet chi intel about a yerk attempt to transmit <laughs> Condrona rays via satellite to potentially any body of water. To reach the site of the operation, the Animorphs locate Visor 3's feeding grounds and hitch a ride onto him and his blade ship in Flymorph. They're noticed and dumped by the blade ship in the frozen north, some distance from the satellite station. What follows is a grueling fight for survival against the cold and the Venmer, a mysteriously resurrected species of cryophilic aliens under remote control by the Yerks. A friendly local named Derek provides access to a polar bear morph, and our savior teens head to the satellite station to destroy it with a bug fighter. They fly back home, relieve the Chi who have been covering for them via hologram, and resume their quote-unquote normal lives. They could use the Chi for that a lot more. Uh, I was thinking that as well. I'm like, I'm sure the Chi are busy and have their own lives to do, but... All they're this... doing is hanging out with dogs, which I mean is very important, don't get me wrong. What better thing could you be doing with your time than hanging out with dogs? That's a very valid point, but I'm just saying... Like, they've done enough. Like, Eric mentions in this book that he used to be, I think, Mozart's, like, page boy. Like, they've done enough. If he wasn't Mozart, I don't care. <laughs> in the next book, he mentions that he was Catherine the Great's uh, hairstylist. Heck yeah, that's incredible. Wow, he did some good work. Have you right. seen a picture of Catherine the Great lately? Like, Yeah, well, not lately, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I, I had to look up who she was a little while ago. Anyway, yeah. Uh, God, I'm a bad history student. We all are. It's okay. This book is basically just Hatchet, the book, the Animorph. Yeah. The place map. I loved that book. I reread it recently. It held up okay. I like Hatchet a lot, too. I'm a big fan of survival narratives, and this yeah. is a really good one and a really rough one. Oh, man. Yeah, some of the scenes in this are so graphic. <laughs> like when Mar Marco's gorilla body starts, like, freezing to the ice as he, like, moves across it and, like... 
chunks of his flesh start tearing away. There's a lot of people freezing to things and then chunks of their flesh tearing away when they rip off of them. There's a lot of that in this book. Yeah. It happens. It really emphasizes just how just how extremely extreme it, is. <laughs> it, it happens a lot. Marco at one point at the end of chapter 17 says, I'd have traded my left lung for a fire. I'm just like, ow, gosh. I got the name of the aliens wrong um, in my synopsis, I'm realizing. They're the Venber. Oh, well, too bad. They're the Venber. Didn't you call them the Venber? They're the Venber. I wrote Venmer. Um, (laughs) Venmo. I was going to say, anyway, uh, Axe mentions that the Venmo are not actually... sort of like direct genetic descendants of their sort of previously extinct species, but that they've literally done the plot of Jurassic Park to them. Uh, and by the way, I mean the Yerks. They've spliced their DNA or the missing parts of their DNA with that, presumably of humans. Uh, the the Venmo kind of melts when it they're in like room temperature areas, which is terrifying. Uh, they just become entirely liquid. Their whole bodies just melt. Uh, Slorp. A lot of really graphic stuff going on here. Um, Slorp them up. And Marco describes, like, tracking through the Venber as liquid and then, like, tracking their bodies all over the place. I hate it. Yeah, this book was was a lot. I'm simultaneously, like, really sad I didn't read it because I also love survival stories and really happy because this sounds disgusting. It's repulsive. You should read it. Are you doing okay in this class? Me? I mean, you come to every class discussion, but, like... Yeah, that's all I have to do. Okay. All you have to do to pass the class is show up to, like, one class discussion and you're good, because there's a <laughs> pandemic and Professor Leon is nice. You uh, you all also clued me into the fact that there's a, uh, there's, like, a class forum that we have to post on? You clued me <laughs> into that, like, maybe, like... Well, we don't have to post on it, but we can post on it. That's all you have to do to pass the class, but I want to excel in the class. I want to do a good job. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, I almost never use the class forum, so I just lurk. I use it exclusively to beef with people. We've noticed <laughs> this about you. Who are you beefing you. with in the class forums? Gregory, that for one. Absolute tool, Wesley. Oh my god. <laughs> He's such a tool. I don't think we should spend our class discussion that Bradley Leone, our professor, and a very distinguished gentleman, we shouldn't spend our time- You hear that, Professor Leone? Just- Wesley sucks. I don't think we should spend our time bad-mouthing his other students. I don't think that's going to do anything for us. I'm pretty sure he can tell from my forum posts that I hate Wesley's guts. Marco spends a lot of this book uh, just being too real with his friends, and then they get mad at him. Oh my god, enormous mood. Uh, <laughs> I actually didn't take notes on this one. What do you? I have about? a very sparse, very sparse notes. So we we might have a we might have a short discussion today. Spark notes. Sparse notes. I love sparse notes. They're very helpful <laughs> for when I didn't read the text. At one point, they get a couple of the animorphs to morph fleas and to sort of like attach to the uh, other animorphs who are morphing like large sort of shaggy mammals that will theoretically survive in the cold better. Oh, large, um, shaggy mammal. Uh, Tobias at one point says, no way they give up. We have to keep moving. Marco responds with, so says the flea all nice and warm in his honey's back fur. And Rachel oh, yeah. goes off a little bit. And he's like, Marco narrowly avoids a beating. Yeah, because they, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that has sort of happened 
between either one or two characters or like a few characters or one character personally and then just haven't talked about yet and then it just kind of like comes out like this and everyone's Mm -hmm. like uh (laughs) and that one this one like you could you can sort of chalk that up to stress and stuff like that uh because again they're Mm -hmm. having to fight all kinds of crazy aliens and they've just escaped narrowly from being mashed by viscer three in a big weird monster mash form earlier on though when they're planning this whole thing marco uh sort of delineates the group's sort of decision-making process and says jake decides then if it goes bad we could all blame him and i'm like "Ooh, being a little bit too real there marco yeah that is sort of his theme this book of is just like i'm cold and don't give a dang about anybody's opinions anymore i don't give a darn is dang is dang too uh no dang is funny it's good it just just sounds goofy Marco, at one point, is talking about Eric. He says, Eric didn't attend our school. Eric didn't attend the human race. I'm like, Eric, you don't even go here. Like, <laughs> he just shows up and is just like, hey, I'm going to drop a hologram and tell you about some stuff where the world could end. Also, Eric has attended the human race more than you, Marco. Eric does actively attend the human race. But so does Marco. I don't know what you mean by that, Erso. I mean, he's lived through different parts of history, and he's been a part of... Oh, he has been, been he has theoretically been a human longer than Marco has. That's messed up. Yeah, and Marco's like, you're not a part of the human race. It's <laughs> like, okay, Marco. Okay, you're Marco. You're currently, like, a gorilla, so chill out. <laughs> I mean, that that one is when they're sitting on the bleachers at PE, but, like... Oh, okay. But, but yeah, I no. mean, you're not wrong. Let's see, what else do I have? Um, ooh, okay, I have a theory. I have, a, I have an Axis Science Corner here. Okay, so it is a recurring joke through this uh, through this journal that Axe does not stop describing time in terms of your minutes and your hours. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I gotta assume that at this point he's just doing a bit. He's doing a bit, but here's another thing that it, that occurs he's to me. figuring out human humor at this could point. Could it be, humor. especially in the context of when they're all morphed, could it be that Axe keeps calling them your minutes because the Andalites have a much more useful way of measuring time for this exact purpose? Morphing's yeah, been part I of their culture for a really so. long time. I just assumed it was like a neurological difference that enabled them to be able to do that but i guess that makes well, sense i i assume that it's because they probably have their plants probably have different orbits yeah so. i mean like they like andalites haven't been measures. measuring their morphic duration in terms of earth minutes like yeah for most of their life so i mean obviously he's translating I mean, if you if you think about it like screwing up your morph is a really good way to ensure that only people who can keep track of time well enough to not screw up their morphs are able to reproduce with other animals. Oh, so you're oh saying that this is a so it's natural selection. You're saying that mm-hmm. this is a uh, a a an evolutionarily adapted trait. That this mm-hmm. is something that they're like. Okay, interesting. I don't know. I, I don't know if it is because I'm not an evolutionary Arisa, biologist. Era, so we'd have to ask your Andalite friend if she. Uh, I don't know Friendlite. if she knows about that. Um, friend of light <laughs> friend of light. i don't actually um, know her name what is her name oh <laughs> have i never mentioned her name <laughs> well i call her i call her myleren but her full name is myleren estoni caldwin i actually um it's funny that you mention her because she wanted to say hi to y'all because i i talk about you guys to her and she's like oh cool tell them i said hi and also she said something else that i think is interesting if 
I don't want to be like, oh, conspiracy theory, but... Hello, um, I'm here. I'm okay, listening. All I'm right, definitely okay, not on social right. media instead of listening. We've it's definitely... not... We've been hooked. About, Reel us in. It's, it's not about Animorphs 24, the extreme. Or 25. The extreme! It's not the about extreme. Animorphs 25, the extreme. The extreme! But I will, I will go over the letter that she wrote me quickly. So she said, Greetings to you, Ariso. Thank you for holding out for a response from me with regards to your inquiry. I am finding myself extremely preoccupied these last few weeks, but I wanted to extend my thoughts to you and your friends still in quarantine after these many long months. Uh, it has been an age since last we spent some time, as you call it, quote, IRL. <laughs> oh, she's so funny. Um, I'm missing you greatly, and I am fond of your messages. Uh, now to my main point, your question. I do not believe I have heard of any discrepancies in the printings of your Animorphs, but I know the tales of Elfangor vary as much as each person who tells them. As mm. far as I know, he was never married to anyone. However, it does trouble me that even I couldn't access the archives to confirm specifically that he had never mentioned this fact or not. The librarian seemed especially cagey on this point. I'd be happy to discuss this topic with your discussion group, given we all have the time. It certainly begs more insight. Isn't that wild? Yeah. I feel like a cagey librarian is not a good librarian. That's not a good quality yeah. to have in a librarian, is cagey. I think Andalite librarians love to withhold things. librarians. <laughs> I like that. My librarian sounds wicked cool. I, I appreciate that she took time to write to you, but also to us. Like, that's wicked sweet. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's real busy and everything. Tell her but... to go steal the secret documents for us. We talk, I, I don't know, sometimes, I talk a lot sometimes when we have conspiratorial musings uh, with her because I like to, you know, cross-reference some things and, um, anyways, so I, I feel like this is maybe something that we should keep following up on because I, unlike Parker, actually did a little research this time. Ha! Okay, at least I read the you book. Always, you always say you're going to do research and you never do it. I get busy. With what? There's a pandemic. I beat my personal best in Omnivore again the other day. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I'm so fit right now. I'm the fittest I've ever been I was about to say, you must be I'm not, excellent I'm at running. I, I, I heard that Parker Redivere had an aid pack and that Parker Redivere was shredded. <laughs> Once again, the Animorphs are saved from certain doom by a friendly and helpful local. We love Derek. Derek is so cool. Derek, Derek seems watches like a swell Star dude. Trek. <laughs> they just meet a guy out in the ice, and he's like, "Oh, you guys, animal spirits?" And they're like, "I mean, not really, but he's an alien." And he's like, "All right, cool. <laughs> that sounds good. You want to be my friend? He's a polar bear." They're like, y "Yes, very happily." <laughs> um, Actually, yeah. Can we go wrestle your your pal? Can we go wrestle your pal? Like. I, I was really expecting, given that they were like, yeah, can we can we go pet your friend? I was expect expecting Derek to be like, oh, yeah, sure. And then they go in, they, like, have a cool, like, Dances with Wolves encounter with a polar bear. But, like, they get up to the ice, they get off of Derek's boat, they morph, and then they just beat the crap out of a polar bear. <laughs> the poor polar bear. They absolutely just, like, deck this polar bear in like yeah, a Rachel team attack goes style. toe to toe with a polar bear. I was really bear. surprised by the amount of violence that they visit on this guy's friend. Like, <laughs> I was right, like, like, wow. If, if I'm like, 
if I like meet some new people and I'm like, oh, I think you guys would really like my friend. Do you want to meet my friend? They're like, sure. And I introduce them to my friend and then they start beating up my friend. Like, no, <gasps> that's so rude. Yeah. And then they tell you, okay, yeah, now that we have, uh, now that we could change you to a perfect copy of your friend, we're going to leave. Like, All right, bye. Yeah. Bye. Like, we're going to go. I definitely had some, quote, friends who were like, oh, I'm going to meet you and copy your most interesting personality traits and then leave because I'm a terrible person and kind of a creep. So, you know. I don't know what to say about the Venber other than, yep, the Yerk sure did do that and sort of like low-key wondering if we'll see them again. They sound like they look really cool. I have never seen a picture of a Venber, but they sound... They would look really cool. They sound like they look like Mortal Kombat characters. They sound super rad. Yeah, they have built-in ice skis. Yeah, that's that's wicked cool. It's really it's really cool. They got like dark red and blue striations all over their silver bodies. They got like hammerhead heads. That's like oh, it's so rad. I think if all, <laughs> I think the Venber is such an extreme version extreme! Of adapting to their <laughs> adapting to their environment that like if humans were the same, were adapted to the same extreme that Venber were, what would we look like? Wait, are we adapting to the same environment as the Venber, or... No, we're adapting to, like, the temperate environment of North America. I'm pretty sure that we know what that looks like, and that looks like the indigenous people who lived in this area. No, I mean, like... (laughs) Who still live in this area. We would have, like, climbing axes for hands, and, like... That's just the Hork-Bajir. We'd just be Hork-Bajir. God, I want to be a Hork-Bajir so bad. No, go along with my joke, guys. It's funny. (laughs) I, I would love to go along with your joke, Erso, but I don't know where it's going. No, because, like, okay, the Venber are such a, like, extreme example of adapting to your environment. It's They're, really it's not hard just like, for me oh, to not like, shout extreme the every time you say the word. It's really hard. <laughs> I'm, 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 re- I'm restraining myself for your benefit. I just want to let you know <laughs> that I've got a lot of extreme energy. Do you guys up. get my joke? Um, Please laugh. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's like, so the Venver are such intense adaptations to their environment. It's not just like, oh, okay, we have like a shaggy fur coat. They're like, oh, we're gonna throw ice skates on our feet. Parker, you can stop now, Parker. What is being done? Cannot be retracted. <laughs> uh, trying to have a bit here. Keep trying, sweetie. We support you. Oh my god. This is a funny joke. You're just not giving it the chance to blossom. I don't get where you're going. I also really zoned out or something because I have no idea why Parker's laughing so hard. Oh my god. If the Vemper are extreme adaptations to their cold <laughs> You guys. <laughs> Parker, shut up! <laughs> I mean, oh, my face hurts. I where you're going, but it's just interesting, not funny. All right, <laughs> let's move on. Okay. <laughs> I still don't know why Parker's laughing. <laughs> All right. Okay. This is like this is like that class discussion where I I was just like going along normally and then Cassandra you said that thing about painting your toenails and I completely <laughs> lost it and we're still not sure why. Oh my god, you were dying. <laughs> I don't get why that oh, was that was that was a good moment. All I said was I 
too to paint my big, ugly, disgusting toenails on the wall. I don't know why it was so funny. Um, <laughs> all right. Our savior teens here in chapter 26 once again absolutely fail to, to like, land a bug fighter. <laughs> That's not their fault this it's time. Landing they the can't get part. into a bug fighter without that bug fighter then later exploding. <laughs> um,. Which I think so far, that's a fun... I mean, three is a pattern. Like, two is coincidence, three is a pattern. So I'm really (laughs) hoping that this happens again where they get into a bugfighter, pilot it around for a bit, and then it explodes. I know, and it's so funny because they're always like, oh, I know what a bugfighter looks like on the inside. Like, the guns are here. Marco takes the weapons! This is where the Hork-Bajir sits. And then it always just crashed it anyways. They're competent! Like, it's clear that Axe is giving them directions and they're taking them, and then... They just blow it up anyway. I mean, it's not that they blow it up anyway. The, the blade ship is they're chasing them. Um, they're doing their best, but it's still really funny. Um, they do very much intentionally blow it up. It says three minutes before the blade ship would have intercepted us, we blew the bug fighter to smithereens. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to this becoming a pattern. Yes, it definitely is. Are you an eagle? He asked Tobias, peering curiously at him. A hawk, actually. A red tail. We're a very common species. Not around here. The birds around here don't talk. Then he focused intensely on Axe. What are you? I could hear almost everyone sigh in relief. (laughs) That's a good bit. I mean, the reason they're sighing in relief is because they know he's not a controller. Yeah, but but still. Also the idea of like, oh, phew. Thank goodness he didn't ask us any more questions about the habitat and habits of the red-tailed hawk. We would have been really boned if we didn't know how to answer those. <laughs> because no one wants to admit to, 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 to Tobias that we don't actually know what his lifestyle is like. Oof. Right? I feel like I feel like if you asked the kids, like, what do you think Tobias does all day? They'd be like, um, <laughs> uh, he flies around. I know sometimes he, like, eats stuff. Like, he constantly eats stuff. <laughs> And he, I, you know, he probably goes and flies and, like, looks at cool things. And that's, and that's Tobias, it. And Tobias is like, I'm on patrol all day looking for yerk activity. Hunting and eating animals takes up a ton of my time because I have to wait and I sometimes miss. And I'm preening you know, my feathers and I have to, I have to my protect so my territory. <laughs> I have to protect my territory. I have to go check on the Horpajir. I'm swamped. I've got a wedding to plan, a wife to murder, and Gildor to blame for it. I'm swamped. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, another example of why uh, a sitcom version of this situation would be extremely funny. Oh, my God. Probably a pretty good idea. I just really want that, where, like, the Animorphs, like, show up places, and they just try to, like, avoid the the strange social contract that comes with... uh, being themselves actually you know what guys i have a hypothetical mm. for you oh let's hear it so let's say hypothetically you are trapped in polar bear morph <laughs> and you are just walking in the street with your pals and are you trapped by societal convention or because you're an off oh no you're trapped by societal convention because okay. it would be a little okay. weird so you're trying to you're just trying to get somewhere where you can demorph and not have it be weird and someone comes up to you <laughs> and starts asking you a bunch of kind of pressing personal questions do you ever think about the plight of the american chestnut they All ask the you time, about the plight baby. of the american chestnut <laughs> what do you do do you do you kill the person to avoid admitting I that you don't know anything about polar bears about the plight of the american chestnut um nom tasty snack is my answer to that <laughs> i i start ranting about the plight of the american chestnut and as a polar bear yes 
They you asked can't... me. I'm going to tell them. They ca- so you just make bear noises for 10 minutes. No, I'm going <laughs> to thought speak. Oh. Yeah, you can thought speak in this scenario. Oh, right, because you're not. Nah, crunch, crunch, tasty snack. <laughs> Why are you Speaking of crunch, crunch. Just because um, they dared to ask you about the flight of the American chestnut. Crunch, crunch, tasty snack. I am a polar bear. Um, I'm going to take full advantage of the fact that I'm a polar bear and let the polar bear do what a polar bear does. See, what I would be concerned about is that I feel like I get really easily lost in conversation. So I'd be really mm-hmm. afraid to talk to someone because it'd be like, oh, you know, what's it like being a polar bear? Who's your friend over there? That eagle. Uh, like, what's your favorite dish to eat on a Sunday afternoon? Um, and I'd be like, oh, you know, and then I'd be like, well, this has been great talking to you, but I need to morph out of Polar Bear now. And then I would try to, and I'd be stuck! <laughs> hey, this has been real nice, but I gotta go to my hotel every two hours and uh, go to the bathroom, <laughs> so I really need to get going. <laughs> no one uses fax machines, but call, you'll hear the noise. Statues left by ancient Greeks, the perfect cheeks of I really love some of the automatopias in chapter 14. Oh, no. Um, oh, I have... Wait, I have a good one. Let me read it first so we make sure that we're not reading the same one. If you if you scalp my onomatopoeia, I'm going to be upsetty. Counterspell again. Oh, um, my God. I heard that as scallop, and I was like, scalloped potatoes? Ooh, that sounds good. My favorites have potatoes. in this book are crinch, crinch, sprung, sprung. <laughs> What is that supposed to be an onomatopoeia? For? That's an onomatopoeia for the ben, for the Venber echolocating, the, the and was exactly the onomatopoeia I was about to read, Erzo. No, <laughs> Wait, I'll do her. cringe, cringe, you and you do sprung, sprung. You sniped it right out from under her. Cringe, cringe. Spring, spring. <laughs> I imagine it is like the sound that it uh, that like the outside of a hockey rink makes when you throw rocks no, wait, at it. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm I'm like corrugated metal. I'm personally hearing it as do 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 crunch crunch spring spring do crunch 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 spring spring do 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 crunch crunch spring spring sploot 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 crunch crunch spring spring tear spring spring Squeegee! <laughs> All right. Two, two, two. Have you seen that incredibly tragic movie that's something called like some number of degrees below, and it's about like sled dogs dying? No. God, that movie is so upset. Yeah, that sounds bad. It. I watched it with my mom, and we were both just like crying our eyes out. And then our dog came over and was like, what is wrong with you? Not, like, literally speaking, but she was, like, very concerned. It was the most concerned I've ever seen my dog be for someone's mental health other than her own. Because my dog is very self-centered most of the time. (laughs) Okay, so the Hmm. Hork-Bajir are, on average, about seven feet tall, right? We know this. They use regular normal Dracon beams. Venber are, on average, about eight feet tall. And they use orbital Dracon assault cannons. (laughs) I guess that extra foot really makes the difference. Just strap an assault cannon to that Vampira and just send it off at its little ski feet. Do Dracon beams have recoil? I don't think so. They're because just imagine, lasers. imagine trying to shoot like a rocket launcher on skates. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going flying. That's the only way to travel. <laughs> How do Vampir stop themselves from 
Okay, well, the thing is, the Drake beam weapons probably don't have recoil. At the same time... That makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. But it's a huge... It's an assault cannon! They're used for attacking hardened ground facilities from orbit, is what Axe says. From orbit! <laughs> they had them on low power. It's so silly. Why would you do that? What is the point of having an orbital assault cannon on low power? <laughs> what is the point? Well, they didn't want to... Looks cool. They didn't want to accidentally hit themselves, too. For the aesthetic. Oh, my God. Um, it's Visser 3. He does everything for the aesthetic because he's gay. Visser 3 is a queer-coded villain. Yes, I said that about a real historical figure. He is a queer-coded villain. <laughs> There's a lot to break down about what that <laughs> implies. I mean, I hope you know I'm joking, like, 90%. But 10%, I'm not joking. I would... I would blank Visser 3. Somehow, I could hear in your voice that you were going there, and <laughs> I was really hoping you wouldn't, but you did. This is tragic, um, right here at the end of chapter 19. Um, then my sensitive nose picked up the scent of seals, very close. Live seals. I spotted the two little gray balls floating in the water. They were the baby seals who had escaped from the polar bear, looking right at us with those big black eyes. They had faces Aww. like puppy dogs, little heads Aww. with big eyes and whiskers, no ears. <laughs> I usually like to reserve the word cute for myself exclusively, but there was really no other way to describe them. Marco! Are you... Marco, you have feelings. You are not immune to big-eyed baby animal propaganda. <laughs> but also, he doesn't... He Like, the line about referring to only himself as cute? Yeah, because remember the whole thing about how his mom called him cute? Uh, I didn't read into that in the mo in the moment, but that's this isn't even a masculinity corner. It's just no. That's thing. that's great. No, I love that. No, yeah, that's not masculinity. That's just that's just good human. That's just I got a word that is that is a word that my mom used for me that I, I want to hold close to my experience and close to my heart, and I, that that just gives me warm fuzzy feelings. Marco takes an hour long shower at the end to avoid ever having to feel cold again, which is very funny. Yeah, so. he has ice cream related I'm cold PTSD. Right now. Ooh, I want ice cream. I for I just got back from work like right before we started the class discussion because I have a job now, and so I like you know left my heat off all day while I was at work, and I forgot to turn it back on before I sat down and got discussing. Turn out your oven. Just crank that really high. I can just get up and turn the thermostat up once we're done talking. <laughs> I I just say that because I have a clap activated oven, so. Your oven That's is pretty activated cool. by sexually transmitted diseases. Oh my god! I cannot. Absolutely. No. Thought. That was my first thought. No. That's no, it's like. Then the oven turns on. Yeah. Well, okay, you just. <laughs> we'll you have to go turn it off, it off now. Yeah, turn though. it off. We'll see if the Venber show up again, but, like, past that, I don't feel like the events of this journal are really gonna, like, have lasting impacts. See, don't say that, because that feels like you're just jinxing it. <laughs> well, knock on wood. But, I mean, I think it's, they avoided almost certain disaster. We have seen a future in which every water source becomes a yerk pool. Slorp, slorp. Splish, splash, I was taken aback. <laughs> <laughs> to avoid more of Cassandra's silly singing. <laughs> and now, time for silly songs with Cassandra. I have no idea what you're referencing. That was a VeggieTales reference. <laughs> Ooh, a deep cut. VeggieTale. I, I only represent the deepest of cuts. Is this that Christian stuff? Yeah. Well, I don't care for that at all. Cool, yeah, I mean, I'm good. 
Are you good? Are you great? How you doing? I'm hungry, but I'm good. Hungry squad. Hunger. I had a big quesadilla. I'm not hungry. Get out of here. <sighs> oh, wait, let me turn off. I forgot. I have to turn off my oven now. <laughs> Thank you. Good. I was I worried about you. that. I was like, why is that little red light on? <laughs> Next week, we're reading volume 26, The Attack. Uh, it's Jake morphing into a tiger on the cover. His bowl cut is slowly becoming less atrocious. Yeah, so until then, stay safe and get some food in you and... Uh, yeah, go get some food, guys. Go get some food in you, Cassandra, or tired and hangry, uh, as the case may be. <laughs> no! <laughs> she prefers to go by a hangry and tired now. Hangry and tired, no! yes. Okay. Uh, anyway, stay safe. Talk stay to you safe. soon. Bye, everyone. Bye! I love stay you. Safe. That's gay. Oh, I love you, too. That's also gay. The Morph Report is now on Patreon. We care a lot about accessibility and we want to provide transcripts for our podcasts. However, we are not able to keep up with the transcripts ourselves for much the same reason that we care about accessibility in the first place. To help offset these costs, we have introduced two preliminary tiers on Patreon at a $2 and $5 level, and we are working on more. If you're interested in supporting us so that we can transcribe our episodes and also so that we can pay for our hosting fees on Pinecast, please look us up or follow the link in the episode description or on Twitter. Thank you. Stay safe. Thanks to Noelle Micarelli for the use of their songs Comic Book Girl, off the EP Field Notes from Another Place, and Complicated Spoon. You can find more of their music at noellemicarelli.bandcamp.com. The Morph Report is hosted by Marina Malucci, Scrivener Lamb, and Blythe. You could follow us on Twitter at Morph Report. If you have a question for the Podmorphs, tweet at us or send us an email, and we'll answer it on the show. Our email is themorphreport at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. love the Animorph series? How about podcasts? Do you love podcasts? Well, then listen no further, dear listener, and allow me to introduce the Animorphs podcast directory. Here you'll find an ever-growing list of Animorphs-themed podcasts to sit your every Animorph in desire. Check it out. We'll see you there. Bumper stickers. Get killed by everywhere. (laughs) Michael Grant will take us out with a sniper rifle. Michael Grant from the top (laughs) of the building. And not the Michael Grant that Sam dated, the other Michael Grant. No, they would both team up. Sam dated a Michael (laughs) Grant? Oh man.